we, we, we should rap about things that we like, like, like food. That's what? You bugging ass devil, you know it. We're gonna be like the Partridge family, but with food. You like food, don't you? Got any uh, white bread? Yes. Go away. I am the spaghetti. Duval, you're not the spaghetti. I am the spaghetti. Let go of the lid. Just spaghetti in here. Is this organic? Sure. Is it grass-fed? Yes. Cruelty-free? What's so special about the cheese maker? As the saying goes, you are what you eat. And I am freaking cheese. Now, where's the cheese? Okay, how was it? I wouldn't kick it out of bed for eating crackers. How about four beans, Mr. Tiger? I'd say you've had enough. So you listen to our podcast, so is it any good? Perfectly hilarious. I, I did I did like how you said that the uh, Aussie Battlers opening theme music is the most professional thing on the podcast. <laughs> that is great. In fact, we should do a shout out and just make people say, you know what, jump on, listen to our opening, because it's bloody fantastic. It is freaking awesome. Oh, yeah, it was fun. Uh, so, Aussie Battler from The Herd. Aussie Battler from The Herd, right. And uh, he's in a, a couple of other groups as well. Wow. But you can find his stuff. I always link to his stuff. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, when I, I, I sort of put the... Because I know a few guys that, that, that do stuff from the, from the alley days. Yeah. And um, when we were starting, I just put the, you know, put the word out on Twitter and said, does anyone want to write me some opening <laughs> theme music? I think he did it in like a week. Came back to me and said, "Hey, what do you reckon about this?" And I was like, "Man, that's that's way beyond anything I expected to have." It's so it's really good and it's really funny. Yeah, I think it uh, it, it definitely suits us. So, so give me the give me the rundown. Is my chowder chowder like? Your chowder is bloody delicious. It's chowder like. Oh, I think chowder is. So is chowder always salmon? Chowder is usually bacon and. You know, seafood chowder. So it's generally um, clams. Oh, clams. Yeah. Okay. I'll never use clams. I've always done it with smoked salmon, a lot of my cold smoked salmon. Mm. But that one I did. Um, so on the Monday I do down the coast, mm. I go to a seafood place. Yeah. And they have really good, like expensive, but really good seafood. And I just got a couple of. Um, Salmon frames off him. Yeah. Sprinkled them with a bit of salt and brown sugar and put them in the cold smoker overnight and mm. then made the seafood stock the next day and just potatoes and I'd, I'd use chorizo instead of bacon. Mm, it's really uh, delicious. A bit of mushroom, lots of Mulaney Terry's cream. <laughs> that might be why it's so delicious. But yeah, <laughs> and I think the first time I made it, I made it more like a soup and the second time I made it, I, um, I thickened it up quite a bit before I put the cream in, so it's got that more. Yeah. And and let the potatoes really break down, so it's got that real sort of starchy, thick, thick. Te- texture. Yeah. yeah. I remember I went to Canada quite years ago with my mum, and we became totally obsessed with clam chowder because it's yeah. their national dish. Yeah. It's everywhere you go, so we got quite good at you know picking good clam good. chowders and. And then we came back, and that was the only thing I cooked for ages, because that was kind of my first little foray into oh, something extravagant. Yeah. So know. what did what did you use in Australia? Like, well, I just used I, to get tin clams for a start. Could you <laughs> so, use mussels? Yeah, you just go and get mussels, yeah. or uh-huh. I mean, I mean, you know, now everyone does so. corn chowder and just oh, use yeah. well, chicken. That's, and, that's the other thing I put in it is um, uh, a bit of fresh corn off the cob right at the end like oh, just right. slice it off the cob and then throw that in so it's still nice and crunchy it's got such a delicious smoky flavor it's amazing yeah. that that stock well that, i gave you a thing of that stock mm. too and yeah the, those fish frames with the stock and i cook it on a i cook the stock on a really really low heat yeah just, for how long oh uh, well i put it on in the morning and so 12 hours probably yeah right it would have gone on at quarter past five in the morning and then yeah and then cooked all day till I should. I was like, you got right, I'll rush in, grab the chainsaw, cut some wood, put dinner on, cut some wood, get the fire going, <laughs> bath the baby, put it on the shower, do dinner, <laughs> read the read the toddler story, collapse on the couch. Read the toddler story. Yeah. Oh well, not every night. You got to mix it up. <laughs> and take it in turns. 
Oh, I've got to have two, two stories before bed, so I'm Oh, I don't hate you do it, truly. I don't hate you do it. I was up last night with that new, just got a new puppy. Yeah. <laughs> in the middle of the night, I went. That's been so doing that with twins. Yeah. I, I have to. <laughs> reason. I have to say, my, um, my, uh, my nights are pretty easy. Vanessa does the nights because I'm working, so. Yeah, right. But they're only, they're only, they only wake up once a night now. Yeah. Have a big feed, and they basically fall back into a milk coma. Yeah. Go back to sleep. So, but I was going to hit you up. You should come down. I've got a, a, a Saturday where I'm, Vanessa's going to a, a wedding anniversary. Yeah. On Friday night. So yeah. I'll be, be uh, by myself on Saturday morning. <laughs> Need another lap. I'll come out. Baby. Come down, have a feed. We can record a podcast with some baby noises in there. <laughs> we can talk about different textures of baby milk. Mm. So you back back into the catering full swing. Well, it's just got, it's busy out there. I don't know what's going on, but yeah. it's party season in this town. Yeah, right. Spring? Yeah, I don't know. Everyone's entertaining. Yeah. So it's good. Yeah, I'm just, you know. So what did you cook for this party out at work? Do you do, is it like oh, well, fancy schmancy food or do you just do, do your... They just, it's just good tasty food. It's that whole thing, you know, they go out shooting. So then I take them damper and dips at the bar okay. after shooting. It's just running around and making sure they're all fed. You've got to be up at, you know... Sparrows far. Six in the morning and cooking eggs and bacon and because yeah. they're all coming in, they'll be duck shooting. They went, came and slapped a duck on the... Thing said, here, cook this here for dinner. Here you go. We that's pretty cool breakfast? because you, you get I was watching back the the Lantana land um, you know the thing I did for River Cottage yeah and you know just just thinking about some of the stuff that I do that that not many other people do like even those salmon frames like you know not many people have the the luxury of having an old washing machine body in the back that they can cold smoke some salmon frames in do you know what I mean yeah yeah um yeah, just, you're lucky. Just some little food things like that that you sort of you take for granted, but also sort of mixes stuff up a bit. Yeah. The, oh, the other one I've been really getting into, and I'm pretty sure I just talked to you about this last time I was here, but I did that because you know the last nanny was vegetarian, and I did that um, like vegetarian bolognese with all yeah. the different beans. Yeah, yeah. And I've been making that with those. Um, you know, the corn wraps that you have tortillas that yeah, you fry yeah, off. Yeah. Oh, we're addicted to that now. Oh, with yeah. Av- smashed up avocado with lime juice and sour cream and a bit of cheese. And yeah. It's funny watching Curtis just stick his hands into it and pull out the bits he likes and, oh, avocado. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, that's good. So do you still cook more vegetarian stuff even though she's mm. gone? Oh, more, but... I've been a little bit under the pump because I've been back trying to run a bit. Yeah. So um, I've been going back to stuff that I can cook um, quickly. Quick or more and stuff that I can prep earlier in the day so yeah. that I want to come home I don't have to cook. Yeah. I, I do have a funny story about Curtis though. We've got this, got this glaze from work, this Piri Piri glaze. Yeah. And um, I brought some home to because I wanted to try, do, do something with it to try it. And it's quite spicy, yeah. like not not chilli hot, but sort of like cane pepper hot. Yeah. Um, and um, so I just diced up some chicken thighs and put this glaze through it with a bit of lemon juice and olive oil and whacked it in the oven and baked it up. Yeah. But then it had like a sort of sauce, you know, the, the moisture came out of the thighs and it had some sort of, and then I just made couscous put the thighs on top and for Curtis I put like a heap of yogurt through yeah but I put a couple of spoonfuls of the sauce <laughs> and it was it was hot it had real bite so but he loves couscous and he loves chicken so he's spooning it into his mouth and he's some unconsciously tears are streaming down his cheeks and his mouth wouldn't but he's just he wouldn't stop no no just kept scooping it into his mouth I was so impressed. <laughs> I was just like, you're a champion. Trooper. Let's keep going. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, he'll love his food. He won't be able to help it. Uh, I think I've finally, I think I've almost got him to the point, 
because I was very disappointed that he liked couscous more than potatoes. But I, <laughs> <laughs> you know, what sort of son of mine likes a, a grain more than a potato? But I think I've, I've slowly got him around. He's pulling bits of his chowder out last night and going, Dad, potato. <laughs> yes, mate. Good. Good potato. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, this is good chowder. So what are you doing here, duck spring rolls? Duck spring rolls, yeah. How many are you making? Mm, hoping to make about 100. Okay. I still haven't got used to cooking for, for sort of four soon to be six never have any leftovers anymore oh yeah you got to amp it up yeah and my stove just, just oh what are we gonna do doesn't <laughs> vanessa rang me up one wednesday night when you were away i'd been for a run and she was cooking dinner and um she's like how does this bloody stove work and i'm like well the front right one only has high front left one if you put something too small on it the element will fall back into the stove and it won't work <laughs> so i explain she goes do any of these elements just work properly and i'm like yep the back left one <laughs> and she's like right you need to get a new stove i'm like i'm trying i'm trying uh okay well oh we'll have that conversation later leave it with me <laughs> i'll um yeah see i've got i've got emotionally attached to that stove now oh, it's a cool stove and I've got my heart set on a green enamel stove now with you gas. You won't find that green though anywhere. No. No. That, that's what drew me. You know those Ilvi or whatever those yeah. over, overpriced mm. over. Mm. That's an um, Ilvi there. That, that's not going to get us a sponsorship anytime soon. But um, <laughs> Hang on. Sponsors. <laughs> um, they, that, that's what dragged me into their showroom once was they had a stove that colour. Oh, that cool green. Yeah. A bit darker, a little bit darker. But that real heritage. That's amazing. Yeah. That colour. I've never seen enough in that colour before. Yeah, right. I love that, that heritage green, that dark yeah. green. Yeah. You'd be the only one in Australia with an oven like that. Yeah, well, you wonder whether it's just worth getting those guys out just to try and jam some, some jets in and see whether it works. Well, unless you say, listen, I'll just sign a thing. I'm not going to come back after you. Yeah, no, it's it's more that more that um, they, they, the guys in the UK just won't send me the jets. So it'd just be whether someone in Australia could bring out some jets from a similar oven and put them in and see whether they work. I guess. Uh, you know, so yeah. yeah have, you, have you ever made spring roll pastry? Is it hard to do or wonton pastry? No. You're not a big do it from scratch well, person, eh? I do it once. I've made wonton and I made dumpling pastry. I've never made um, no because I'm a little bit look you got lazy. <laughs> yeah, you got to you got to do you got to do the bang for the buck, don't you? No. So if you're gonna do something from scratch, you got to do the thing from scratch that's gonna make the biggest difference to the end product. Well, no one would quite literally in a cocktail party yeah, making no, duck spring care. rolls that you fry. Yeah. I wouldn't. Well, I think the thing with like I've been <laughs> when I got onto the wontons, when I got onto the how do you pronounce the Japanese ones that you call gyoza, gyoza, <laughs> and like I was watching YouTube clips to try and figure out how they yeah how they wrap them, how they yeah. fold them, and watching them make the dough from scratch, and I'm like, yeah, but you're doing it in you know a bit like me making pasta, I guess. That was so quick. It's in their I DNA even, too. I can't even, Look, they were making the whole thing, wrapping them and doing it all in the time that it takes me to wrap about three of them, let alone making them. Yeah, and it's really good. I think it's really good doing that stuff from scratch. But, you know, like if I'm doing a catering job, there's better things. I'll make pastry for pies, but I'm not going to make pastry for spring rolls. Yeah. Because you could taste pastry for pies, but yeah. you can't taste pastry on a spring roll because you're just frying it. It's yeah. going to look the same. It's the, You're cooking out the... The, the, the sort of thing. Yeah. Do you, do you use the sour cream pastry for fives? Yeah, I that love is, is the best, sour cream pastry. That is, that is probably one of the, up with your, probably only second to your uh, egg yolk for chicken. <laughs> Still my best trick. Hilarious. Who did I make that for the other day? I made someone, someone was around when we were having roast chicken. And like roast chickens, do you know why it's most impressive? Is because roast chicken is one of those things that everybody has. Like who doesn't 
yeah. have roast yeah. chicken. Yeah. And it's such a different gravy. Like, like I really amp up the lemon too. Yeah. Because I use the lemon out of the cavity and then I squeeze a little bit more in. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's just such a different... It's a different sort of texture to a normal gravy. It's just... It's beautiful. It's I like better. it because it's just got... And it, do you put the capers in? Yeah. No. Nah. I the capers. But I love the capers. This is, yeah, it's a whole other angle, really. Yeah. So I'm trying to find the corn flour, which I may or may not have. Well, are you using corn flour to bind? Well, I was just going to put on the edges, but I might just use egg white. But I usually like to make a little bit of a glue. Yeah, that's a good trick. I've never heard of that one before. Yeah, because the egg white works, but because I'm not cooking them for a day or two, I was going to freeze them. So what have you got in there? you got cooked cooked duck. got cooked duck, and then I've got some Chinese cabbage, some enoki mushrooms, a bit of spring onion. What else? Coriander, mint. Is that normal mint basil. or Vietnamese mint? Oh, it's just that Thai mint. Don't know what its official name is, but it's not Vietnamese. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's about it. Nice. Ca- cabbage, you said cabbage, yeah. Oh, yeah, Chinese, Chinese cabbage. cabbage. Yeah. That's it. And then, when I was in Thailand the other day... Mm-hmm. As you are. <laughs> Thailand and that's a total fuck wish. Um, they don't fold their things up. They did them like this. I'm going to show you. They just squeeze. This, this is going to work really well on a podcast, so. Yeah, I know. I can't tell you. <laughs> so, Rue, what I'm doing is <laughs> you just so pop it in the it. middle, right? Yeah. And then you just roll it like this. Yeah. And then the ends, you just go like that. And <laughs> they're not sticking down. <laughs> you don't have to tell like, anyone that. Like, like you could have gone. That, that, looks, a, gone, that looks amazing, Sal. That's amazing. <laughs> so what? But what's the advantage of doing it that way? Well, it looked really good. and It was really crunchy. It was oh, a bit of yeah, extra yeah, crunch. crunch. Whereas if you fold them in, you're getting sort of a too thick. Yeah. So it was really. It's not meant to go like that. Meant to go the same way. It's a bit like a bonbon. Well, a little bit. But I thought um, that's what I was going to do. And then yeah. put them on a big banana leaf. Yeah. And then the ends go kind of nice and darker brown. Mm-hmm. And then golden. So oh, I know I've asked these questions before. Yeah. Um, but yeah. what do you fry them in? Oh, deep and water oil. Deep fry in, look, I love peanut oil. Yeah. But I don't use it because you know everyone's got this allergy to bloody peanuts and stuff. So really? so peanut oil will cause an allergy. Oh, I don't know, but yeah. everyone's got these kids, and I think oh, I'd hate to feed something from peanut oil to a mum, and she went home and kissed her kid, and then he dropped yeah. dead with a bloody epileptic. Well, my um, Vanessa's mother's group did um, I don't think Curtis went because he had something else on. Yeah. But they do peanut parties the kids oh so you go to um um you go to a hospital car park literally yeah and give all the kids a peanut because what, then if they, see well if they do have a reaction then you rush them off to emergency what is that just to see if they can eat peanuts or not just to see or is that just for a bit of fun for mothers that are yeah, really boy, bored there goes one hey no, better no. quiet day today let's go out and have a peanut party no, no. I think because if they have a bad reaction, you need to get mm. them. You need to get them to emergency really quickly. Yeah, right. So, but oh, we we gave Curtis peanut butter really early. Yeah. So. And is he allergic? Obviously not. No, no he's not allergic to anything. Thank goodness. I have a recurring nightmare that nightmare that he'll be allergic to dairy or gluten or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of those things that I find like. <laughs> So the current nanny has, she's not, she doesn't have a, a gluten, um, she, she has like a reaction to it. So she's not full intolerant, but oh, you know. Fuck, these young kids, can't any of them fucking eat anything? Gross. <laughs> but I have to say, <laughs> I found that more challenging than the vegetarian thing. Yeah, it would be. You know, vegetarian Pretty. thing, I was like, 
cool. It sort of opens me up. Like, man, I can't use this, can't use that. Yeah. Mm. So, I found that interesting. I mean, that's a bloody cruel joke, I reckon. Yeah. No, <laughs> no pasta. It's just no not bread. no bread. <laughs> White bread. It's like, crap. God, I hope they look good and they don't look ridiculous. Yeah, this pretty. is shitting me, this bloody not having any is bloody... Is that no corn flour? Do you no want me to pause flour. it so you can have a good rummage? Um, I can just yell from the cupboard. <laughs> just, just keep talking, so. Can't be any worse than you wandering off normally to get another drink or talk to Pat or throw a sausage dog out the door. Uh, uh, what about potato flour? I don't know. Corn flour's got that real... Potato flour's got a little bit of that starchiness. No, I'm going to try bloody potato flour. Let's work it out. I have to say, our, our nanny, Laura, has, you know, she's had quite a bit of experience with kids. Yeah. And she does lots of cool stuff. So they did, um, they did goo the other day. So, which is just corn flour and water. Yeah. And, you know, you know, when you, when you mix corn flour really hard and it goes stiff or you whack it. Yeah. And you can put it in a bowl and you yeah. whack it and it actually, like, just goes hard. It doesn't... Yeah, right. No. Yeah. Now, corn flour's got this... If you put corn flour and water in a in a in a cup and stir it really quick, I can't remember the name. There's an actual physical property where you stir it really quick and it it the more more energy you put into it, the harder it gets. Like so, it'll actually go stiff. You like Professor Sumner Miller? Yeah. There's a there's a there's a technical word for it. But I'm flat out remembering my own name, let alone things like that. So. You scared because of the storm sausage dog. Yeah, it's a nice little bit of ambient noise we've got. Mm, you know, guys right. chopping and rain. <laughs> I tell you what, I'm not, I'm not sick of the rain. It rained for weeks, as far as I'm concerned. You've had some rain out there. Um, we got 78. We got 78 mil. Um, but it's so dry because we had that that dry year um, last year that. All it did was soak into the ground. Yeah, right. Like, like normally you get that rain, and if there's a bit of resonant, uh, a bit of moisture left in the in the soil, yeah, it immediately just blooms. You know, everything just yeah. goes green. But this time, all it did was like soak in. Yeah. You now the ground has basically sucked it up. Yeah. So this is why you know a couple of storms like this would be really really nice. Yeah. Oh, you need them, don't you? I know. Yeah. That when I was at it, Al- um, shit, it was dry. Yeah, but it's, they have a really, one of the guys out there explained it to me though, that they're, that, the type of grass they've got out there, even when it looks dry, but it's actually still good grass, like yeah. it doesn't have to be really lush and green looking for, for it to be good for the cattle. That looks a bit better. That looks it? better than the others. Yeah. So you're going to fry those four up now. Yeah. To, to, to <laughs> I am. <laughs> Thinking the same thing myself. That looks a lot more bonbonish. Yeah. Christmas cracker, I think. Yeah. Well, that looks a bit more, you know, party-ish. Yeah. The other two. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, no, it was fascinating actually, and it was really interesting. They've done up all the history of this place because they've bought this big station, so they've done up all the history of it. God, it was fascinating. Yeah. Just about the guy that first started fencing. Decided to put up some fences. Yeah, right. You know? Is, I mean, you don't even think about that oh, stuff. Oh, well, I do. Well, you do, but I mean... <laughs> normal people us don't. normal folk don't care. <laughs> it's not until you've, like, had to fence three acres that you, like... Like, I'm just running electric fencing, which is a piece of piss. Yeah. And every time I, I do, like, a day's fencing, I'm like, man, these guys that fence, you know... A million acres, and not not only fences, but fences don't. You don't just put a fence up and hey, you've got your fence up. No, for it, days. yeah. Then you gotta then you gotta maintain. And like I'm thinking, just you know, the the the, the thought of checking a million acres of fencing would just I'll just be flat out getting out of bed. But I mean, imagine sitting there one night having a beer and going, oh, why don't we stick up a fence? <laughs> 
drove up, the driver and I wanted to go on holiday or something. Yeah. Oh, you can't go on holiday, mate. Right. Drive we're the we're bloody gonna... couch. Yeah. We're going to put some fences up. Yeah. And it would have all been done, like, on a car originally, would have been wooden posts. Yeah. And it would have, you would have cut everything by hand, oh. like every fence post by hand. And you would have dug every hole by hand. And all the wire and everything would have come out on a, you know, on a cart on the back of a horse. Like just the thought of it is just insane. Absolutely oh, insane. Right there. Oh, I like those. I'm liking those. Bit different, bit different. You know, I like to find just a tiny different way to do yeah. old staples. You, you were, like that's what I, I, like I get bored making the same dinner for four people. <laughs> twice so do you do every catering job do you do it slightly differently every time you reckon well the problem with catering is that everyone likes everyone likes a pie yeah everyone loves a sausage roll they all like the old-fashioned stuff but when people are having a party they want to have some nice fancy stuff because they want to justify paying the caterer yeah. to come in and do something so they want fancy somethings yeah but to be quite honest all the guests are going to go for the old-fashioned, yeah. the pie. So I try and think but, of nice ways to present the pie. From a from a punter's perspective, yeah, there's nothing better than going to a finger food um, event. <laughs> uh, yeah, and getting something that you, like you said, a pie or a spring roll. You know that you expect to get at a finger food event. Yeah. But isn't something you would that isn't something that came out of the freezer section at Woolworths. Yes. So uh, we went to Alfie's, I think, at the Sunny Coast. Alfie Langers. Yeah. Yeah. And we went for in in I can't remember if it was a wedding anniversary or a wedding or anything. No. We went for a wedding and then we went for an. For I an reckon anniversary we've had this or something. Discussion. Yeah, and we had these um, scallops, which I'm not a massive fan of, but in little pastry uses with a little bit of chili jam. Yeah. So simple, but they were so good that I literally walked around the party just every time I saw that chick, I go, Chasing oh, the waitress. Sorry. I know this is a really interesting conversation, but there's a scallop over there and I'm going to get it. And then the next time I went back, must have been a different caterer, and they had these. It was a slider before there was sliders, I think. Yeah. Mini hamburgers mm -hmm. with this steak that was about the same texture as your chopping board. Yeah. And barbecue sauce that, if it came out of a bottle, you would have been disappointed with it. It was that bad. Oh, no. But, like, that's the thing. Like, I do those Greek lamb meatballs. Yeah. And, and it, with, with a little bit of yogurt. And they're just something so ordinary that tastes so amazing yeah i think that blows people away yeah. when you give them something that's like oh another spring roll and then they go oh wow that is a really good spring roll yeah well it's oh, look it's funny i got these pies so i'm mashing this potato so i do my little pies i do little beef and mushroom pies and i toss them with top them with mashed potato mushy peas and then some chutney sounds great so peas. it's delicious but you know you just do different stuff but then i'll also do like i'm doing some bloody crumbed pork i'm doing pork tonkatsu but we wrap it in a mustard leaf and no, you know so it's yeah. all a bit different you're just kind of doing stuff that like anything fried yeah. will go people will go crazy yeah. for yeah. but you know you deep don't, down all we want is some fat yeah and it's kind of your thing you think oh i'm out all good i can be naughty i have to say though i do like the um I don't know whether you could do them for a, for a catering job, but those rice wrappers, when you get them right, they're nice, eh? Yeah. The fresh spring rolls. They're such a pain in the ass to do. I mean, they're good. Because you've got to wet each sheet. Well, they're perfect when they're done straight away. Yeah. So, and with so a catering a, job... You've got to have everything prepped. Yeah, and if you've got someone at a catering job doing those, they're out of action. You've for, just got a now. whole person doing... Just wrapping rice paper rolls yeah because even if you had the mix all done up you still got to wet the paper and yeah wrap them, i mean you can do them beforehand but i just don't like them yeah. i always try and steer away when people go can i have that rice paper roll let's go oh so what about other little tricks do you have 
like so if you were doing a sausage roll would you use a good pastry or would you make your own pastry or something like that oh i probably i use that kareem pastry yeah just because i'm a bit lazy just depends i make my own pastry if i've got time but if i haven't i'll use that kareem pastry which is amazing yeah where do you get that um good delis yeah there's plenty of them down there Hey, we got a German shop open, a German cafe open at Beanley now. What do you mean? And an organic cafe. What? Yeah, Beanley's becoming the, I don't know. Are you near Logan? Well, not really. Like we are. Yeah, because is that market started yet? No, but I'm chatting to her and there's a big, beautiful cafe about to open up out there too. It depends. Like Logan's huge. Do you know what I mean? Like, so technically we're in the Logan Shire, like Beanley's Logan Shire. Yeah. But, you know, Logan goes, it's a a big geographical area. Yeah. So, um, you know, like Browns Plains and all that, that's all sort of Logan Shire. Yeah. Yeah, right. We're right on the fringe. We're the the borderlands between... The Badlands. Gold Coast and Logan. No one wants to own us. (laughs) We're the Badlands. Gold Coast pretend we don't exist and and we're because we're too much like Logan and Logan don't like us because we're part of the Gold Coast. Oh gosh. So you really don't have anyone to look after you? No. That's alright. My mate's Sometimes a, it's good to be ignored. My mate's a criminal barrister, a defence lawyer out there. Mm, plenty of work I would have mentioned. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear. Okay. They go all right? Uh, well, yeah, I think they will. I think. So what have you got in that? Okay. Let's have a bit of a tour. Is that just potatoes? That's my mash. My mash. Oh, wow. Mm. Yeah. So I need to get that off. Um. So you mash for pies any different? No. I'll just make sure it's not too runny. Yeah. Probably put less milk in it, more butter. Milk. Cream. I mean cream. You know what I mean? <laughs> milk? Yeah. What are we talking about? Hush my mouth. I'll tell you what. <laughs> the, the funniest thing is someone going, oh, you make the best mashed potato. What do you put in it? Butter. How much butter? Not much. Probably more than you <laughs> use in a week. Not and they're much. like, well, you wanted to know why it tastes good. That's why. Yeah. Alright, well there's a little bit faster. That's alright. Oh no, I kind of like it. That's What's the right. game? It's, a got, little a, bit it's like... got a bit of character. Yeah, it's got to have some character. Like, you've made it, you haven't bought it out of a box. Yeah, that, that sort of, let's say, that definitely doesn't look like it's come out of a box. So, you know, you don't want it to look like. This is how I always envisage that we do the podcast. <laughs> I'd sit in your kitchen and watch. And I cook. Watch while you cook me stuff. So I go home and didn't have that dinner. What am I serving those with? Uh, duck spring rolls. I think they're coming with a hoisin chili thing. So I was going to put them with a hoisin chili sauce, but I reckon we might have to try. Do you have a good peanut dipping sauce? What's that one? Holy moly. That's my reduced master stock. Oh, right. Yeah, I've never had much luck with master stock. Oh, that's nice. Mm. That is really nice. Mm. I was going to turn it into a dressing with, um, because I'm making a, I've I've done all the pork hocks and then I, I roast them off and then I toss them with a pickled cucumber salad. Yeah. Like to shred them. Yeah, I just chop them. Yeah. So you, I know. Again, this is this is probably the second most talked about topic on the podcast after bacon, <laughs> master stock. Yeah. yeah. So if I've got my normal beef tr- uh, pork pork trotter stock. Yeah. And I strain that out. Then what do I, what do I have to do that to turn it to a master stock? Ah. Uh... 
Master Stock, it's just a name for all I've got. Um, because my, I've tried making Master Stock before and it's never had that sort of flavour. Really? No, it always tastes a bit burnt, maybe. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. And my pork stock's really nice. Like, you now I'm starting with a good stock. Well, see, I don't use pork stock in my master stock. I use chicken stock. Yeah, well, I use that, that pork trotter stock I use, I, I make it because it's like a... It, I call it like an all-purpose stock. So it's got the flavour of it, like the light flavour of a chicken stock. Yeah. But because it's got so much gelatin in it mm. from the trotters, you can reduce it down like a... You know, like beef stock, when you reduce it down for a sauce, it goes really nice and thick and yeah. viscous. Mm. So it's got that sort of action with it. So it's sort of like a cheat stock that I can use, you know, both ways. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, that's, it's it's definitely my favorite. Next time I'll make some, I'll, I'll bring some of that as well. I love making stocks. This is one of those things that's get, oh, a, get a kick stock. out of. I mean, truly. Just... I had beef, I had, um, I'd made up some beef stock the other day, mm. I had some in the freezer, but I'd been using quite a bit of it, Yeah. and um, Laura the nanny's been having quite a few culinary first. she never, she's 19, she had never had pork crackling. Oh, what? Like, that's almost, you know, child are services, her, isn't it? Are her parents Jewish, or? No, no, just, gosh, just never, she never had pork crackling. So oh, I think I've got it hooked on that. You have to come down when we're having pork roast once and watch Curtis. <laughs> so you give him his dinner and as soon as he finds it, ooh, crackling. <laughs> it's like the finding the jewel in the dinner. <laughs> it's like, um, and then he's like pulling the, re- pulling the rest of the dinner apart just in case there's a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> I remember we all used to fight. No bloody wrangling. He got more wrangling than I did. Uh, I always laugh because I eat all the all the roast skin off the chicken. Oh yeah. Because yeah, Vanessa doesn't really care. And except when my mum comes down, and as soon as it comes out of the oven, she's like, "I know you eat it all. You better say something for me." <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Yeah. I was doubtful, but that that end is a winner. Oh, the end! Yeah, it's end. It's like burnt ends. It's like an extra. It's like a little bit of crackling on your spoon. Uh, I know. Yeah, Very it nice. was really good. I just really loved them. I ordered these spring rolls somewhere, and I was thinking oh, spring rolls, but you know, when I travel with Pat, I got to eat bloody boring stuff. <laughs> anyway. So you went to Thailand. You didn't seem like you had any. Amazing, amazing. Oh, no, I didn't have any dishes. amazing meals. I did go on a food tour. Mm. Oh, actually, I had one amazing dish. So that's all you need. Yeah. I went on this food tour and we went and we ate like in a Muslim section and we had the beautiful roti filled with, you know, chicken and stuff. And then we went to this little place and there were these people from up north and they were making Isan style food. Mm-hmm. And, oh my goodness, it was just fried chicken. But they topped the fried chicken with shredded lemongrass that had been deep fried with kaffir lime leaves. So they put it in the mortar and pestle and pounded this lemongrass up till it was long and stringy. So, look. So they must have cut it in lengths about that long, I reckon. Like three three inches, two inches. Five centimetres for people that live in Australia. <laughs> and then they deep fried it with whole kaffir lime leaves. And oh. then, so they put the fried chicken on the bowl and then they put, all, look like, um, it looked so, like meat floss, you know, pork floss and stuff. Yeah. I was thinking, what is that? But, oh, shit, it was so good. So, so did, did the deep frying sort of break the texture up or was it still yeah. stringy? No, it was crunchy. Totally crunched and fell apart. I've got lots so you of had at home. this insane. I mean, I love texture. So yeah. for me, it was like, oh my god, that's just taken fried chicken to a um, whole other level. So you're talking the corn flour sort of fried chicken, like with yeah, crust yeah, yeah, crust. Nice. Yeah, it was so good. Anyway, that was probably about the grooviest thing. We went up one night to have dinner. 
at the um the rooftop what was that joint called patty there was hangover. the the hangover two do you remember no, how they're up yeah. on the rooftop overlooking there? I, I haven't seen but i know what you're talking about anyway we went oh let's go up there we'll have dinner this time yeah. <laughs> we thought oh let's go up and have dinner and um we get up there mind you you got to queue up to get in the lift to get in the lift get the lift and we oh, looked man. at each other and went oh uh, this uh, isn't this isn't going to be right and then you had to um you know everyone had to queue up to get their photo taken with the whole thing in the background yeah. and then you went in you went and bought yourself a 20 buck cocktail <sighs> and then we were going to have dinner and then pat goes oh Carl, i really want to have dinner i went oh Carl, let's go and sit in the restaurant there because he couldn't eat out on this big platform because yeah, everyone wanted to eat there it's booked out and he went inside honestly and i went Carl, let's just go and have steak that's all they'll serve but we looked at the menu it was 200 bucks for a bottle of jacob's creek something <laughs> and um a steak was about 120 bucks and we oh, just Australian. Went, yeah and we just went you people are just off your tits like it was 10 so, bucks for one oyster so one that oyster. basically they're like we're gonna make all the profit we need to make for our lives in in the couple of years that we can at but but obviously people were paying it because he said it was packed. Packed. It's all there. And the bo- bottle of Jacob's Creek, turned it back. So ridiculous. So what did you do? Just go and find something better? We yeah, always went across the road and had two buck pad thai. Yeah. For ten bucks and ten cocktails, much better. Yeah, I mean you know. Sometimes you don't mind being ripped off. I have that thing, like, when I'm on holidays, you know, I kind of expect to be ripped off every now and then. Hmm. It's a bit like, meh, that's all right. And we kind of went, okay, we're going to be ripped off. But then I said, oh, we are well not. and truly just taking this. I said, it's just no way. That's, we're ta- not, that's, that's taking the piss. That's just stupid. But I suppose there's enough dumb people in the world. Oh, well, obviously, you know, for other people that maybe their conversion rate of their dollar is a little bit better than ours, but I mean, I just went, nah, not doing that. So, is there street food in Thailand that you just sort of can't walk past? Oh, there's heaps. So much street food. Well, they do lots of fried chicken. Really? Well, I'll tell you, I had the, when I went for this food tour, I was an hour early, which anyone out there that knows me will know that it's very unusual. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I have had a few phone calls from you saying, I'm on my way, Bezo. Don't leave. Oops, no, I'm not going to make it. But I got there an hour early and I, and I was at the railway station and I looked down on this little cafe. It was running, you know, a little, they were selling soup and salads and stuff. And I just watched, and I just looked down over the kitchen because that's all I could see was the kitchen. It was fascinating. This lady chopping up chicken, you know, on the little cement ledge of the drain. Yeah. And um, another woman was cutting up liver and her knife was blunt. So someone went and got her another knife and then they sharpened it on this rock. And, you know, one woman's doing the dishes and they've got cold water in big buckets. But everything was immaculately clean, you know, like I would eat there and two seconds everything was clean they washed everything like 10 times the cups they washed 10 times and rinsed and you know it was amazing but so they did like all sorts of stuff salads and soups and they had pots bubbling away of stuff but then you'll see the stuff they'll do have a big thing and they'll just be doing you know fried chicken or i followed this guy and he had duck bits duck beaks duck wings duck eggs that was kind of cool and they do this thing which i saw lots of this time which i haven't seen so much before which was a rice ball and they mush it up with the pork you know the pork strip salad out of the pork fat that they make with ground up rice and then heaps of herbs and then they make up this sauce and they mix it all together and then they give you beetle leaves big bunch of beetle leaves and you eat it in the beetle leaf oh okay so I ate a fair bit of that. Sartes, of course. Yeah. And um, Som Tam. Tam Som. That? That's green papaya salad. Oh, all right. That's everywhere. Do you want green pawpaws when they come in? Yeah. 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 I, I don't like pawpaw. They just go to cow, so you know. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I can't, I can't eat that much. <laughs> don't go giving me, you know, 20. No. I've only got two trees. So, what... I was sending you a few tweets the other night. There's lots of opportunity in Australia for street food, right? Yeah. Like, you know, there's 
local footy matches and and you know sports carnivals like there's lots of places where lots of people get like we're at a we're at the local Ormo Fate the other day mm. right which is just like you know the cheapest dodgiest version of the show you could imagine mm. on the oval down at Ormo but there was a lot of people there there was heaps of people there and they had like a little food court area mm. And there was one nice looking curry place, but I just but the rest of it was just your straight deep fried, and you just knew that none of it was handmade. Do you know what I mean? Like it was all out of a big catering packet, you know. So if it was spring, if they were doing spring rolls, they weren't hand wrapping spring rolls. They were buying them in a big plastic packet and just frozen and just dumping them in a deep fryer. Which I guess is, if, you, if you're there to make money, that's what you got to do. But it's not like... I, I don't know. I, I'm we trying also to get, have I'm that trying to get my head around it. Like, if there was a regular place, like a market or something, and there was good food, wouldn't the word about that just spread so quickly that you couldn't keep up? Like, I remember when the German, mm. the German sausage guy came to the markets at... Um, what are the yuppie markets at the, the powerhouse? Jam Power. Jam Power. Mm. You know, and I can remember going out, and every time I'd go there, I'd get a sausage for breakfast. Yeah. Because it was good. But they're just... Well... I don't know. What what kills that, Sal? You're, you're more in that business than I am. I don't know. You know, and I heard, I heard another thing the other day, you know, saying with a lot of those markets that are on now, a lot of the people that have got the street food, they have to be instructed by other people, like, how to make it better. But, I mean... I think there's a few things, just as you were talking about that then. There's obviously the labour thing. Like, labour overseas is nothing. Yeah. Whereas, you know, we've got to pay so bloody hard, people. harder to make profit doing everything here. Yeah. Like. So if you're sitting there making everything, it's, it's hard yakka, you know. Mm. Hard yakka, having time to make a buck is what I mean, not hard yakka. Um, and that's what I think it gets down to, making a buck. Like, you're working your ring off yeah. for nothing. That's right. And, um, pe- and people are like... See, I've always wanted to... So, you know, your, your hardware store barbecue, right? Yeah. We have a sausage premix that I use in demos for work. And yeah. it's a Greek lamb sausage. And it's really good. It's got heaps of proper herbs and spices in it. Yeah. And I make them into little meatballs. And then make a tomato sauce with sugo garlic, onions, red wine, and just cook it down, you know, yeah. for ages. Yeah. And then, you know, yeah, and when I do demos with it, I do a little cup, two meatballs, a little bit of sugar and some yogurt, bang, here yeah. But I'm giving it away, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. But I've always wanted to go to a Bunnings barbecue. Yeah. And set up and charge a dollar more for that and see whether I could clear out 20 kilos of it in a day. Do, do you know, just to see whether people would actually pay a little bit more for better stuff. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know. So you might go there and people go, no, I'm, I'm only going to spend two bucks. I don't think so. Which is, which is funny because they just walked out of Bunnings spending, you know. Well, interestingly, <laughs> I went to my old supermarket yesterday over in Fairfield Gardens, right? And there was this fruit and veggie joint outside of Coles. And they always tried to beat Coles on price, mm. which you can't. No. So they had shit fruit and veg, shit products. Mm. And I was having a chat with someone and I said, they just shouldn't have competed on price. No. They should have actually provided... Everyone thinks it's about price. Well, that... And it's not. It's not about... Like, I don't buy by price. We, we talked last year about, and he's just kicked off again now, the blood orange guy. Yeah. And, like, I sort of, now, I sort of judge a fruit shop, an independent fruit shop, on, like, so I wander through the fruit shop, and if I can find blood oranges, I know that the, the, the guy's doing his business because he's trying to not just be a small version of Coles and Woolies. Yeah. He's actually trying to source some interesting stuff that's going to draw me, like... If my local fruit shop had blood oranges, that's the only place I would buy fruit and veg. And yeah. I'd, I'd actually try and interact with the staff and find out, you know, who's doing the ordering and find out what they recommended and what's good. 
because you can't get that from Woolies. But most of the fruit shops, you walk past them and they're just trying to be yeah. Woolies minus 20 cents a kilo. Yeah, and it's just shit. The fruit flies hanging over the top of everything. Yeah. It looks tired and sad and it is sad. But I, I used to say to this guy, why don't you go and get some Asian groceries? I oh, know one buys Asian groceries. Well, how do you know? No. They're not selling any in Coles. Mm. So perhaps you could go and get some of that. Yeah. You know, or even go get apples from Stanthorpe. You know, we've got Farmer Harry's apples here today from Stanthorpe. It shits me. I just kind of think, oh, good. I'm glad you bloody went broke because you had no freaking idea. You're well, just a- idiots. A- apples is a really interesting one, right? Because there's like, what? That there's 150 different varieties of apples. So, you know, the, the well, you know, because you come from from southern climes originally yeah the, the oh, what's it, is it the cox's cox's pip on us it's like a it's like a big flat um it's it's a cooking apple so it's like a the superior version of a granny smith basically yeah and it makes the best apple pies i've never ever seen them in queensland now someone must be growing them commercially surely surely not everybody just grows granny smiths yeah do you know what I mean? So, um... We've never heard of this. Was it Sam? I think, I think we'll, uh, we'll have to take your cook's license off your cell. You've run out of butter. <laughs> oh, I know. I hate that. I'm paranoid about running out of butter. I think okay. every time every time I shop, I buy at least a stick of butter. Thanks, Sam. How are you? Just have to mash my spuds while I That's that's probably the biggest uh, pot of mashed potatoes I've seen for a while, <laughs> and I eat a lot of mashed potato. <laughs> no, well. My reasoning is this. I've got to have to top all the pies, so yeah. I'll probably use about two-thirds. Yeah. And then I was just going to cry about a couple of bags up because I'm having a little bit of mashed potato. And as you know, I got the my cow delivered the other day. So I've been doing a lot of meat and potatoes. Yeah. Oh, there's nothing. I was going to make a shepherd's pie. There's nothing that beats mash, I reckon. Oh, I bloody love mash. Mash I is, is the... It is the... I'm trying to think of another food that I, that I just don't get sick of as much chicken soup yeah probably Vanessa got sick of pumpkin soup last year oh yeah that'd be easy to get sick of yeah I quite like pumpkin soup I like it too but I can't eat it like potato or like chicken soup no. like chicken soup you can just eat yeah, every day all the time yeah and roast chicken probably oh I love roast chicken did you get did did you get um Rue's getting some of those bloody Oh, I'll gift you one for Christmas. She's getting these beautiful chickens from Not, um, the Bar- Heritage Bar- Chicken. Bar- uh, oh, they're fucking uh, expensive, wherever they're from. Yeah. Uh, I've still got to find, and if anyone on the podcast is listening and can help me out, <laughs> I need baby geese. Baby geese. Not, not full size ones because full size ones you really got to lock up for. That's what we were talking about in the, the podcast I was listening to on the day about, about your geese and they flew away. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as I let them out to eat the grass, they just went back to where they came from. I paid for it. I really want geese. I, I think geese, geese would, you know, add a bit of culture to my farm. I, t- I let the cows back into the big paddock the other day. And there's like really nice grass down the bottom. I haven't seen them for two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh, I'm not coming back up. It's a ya. long walk. We're going back to the real farmer's house. That's what we're laughing about. You had a real farmer, farmer, yeah. and a pretend farmer. Yeah, I'm the pretend farmer. Jamie's <laughs> <laughs> the real farmer. Uh, yeah. uh, no, I ring him up every time I've got a real farm question to ask him. Oh, that's hilarious. And you can tell him he's a real farmer because he never wears shoes. <laughs> Oh, really? I've seen him wear shoes like twice. Well, that must came, be a he, real Queensland farmer. He came around to, um, I, when one of the cows was sick. Yeah. Um, I think it was after she carved and I think she had a bit of milk fever or something. Yeah. And he starts, I rang him up and said, oh, I'm a bit worried about Laugh. She's, you know, she's super thin. 
and you know, like I'm feeding her up, but I just I can't seem to put any weight into her. And he said, "Oh, I'm going for a ride with a vet on the weekend." Yeah. We'll, we'll ride down to your place. We're riding through that area. We'll ride down to your place and, and get her to come and have a look at the cow. So, like, my place is generously described as a rock and lantana farm. So, anyway, Saturday morning, get a knock on the door. Here's Jamie in a pair of stubbies, no shoes. He's, and he's like, oh, I left the horses up the hill. Just walked down to grab you. So we go and grab the cow. And he's just walking over these rocks. And I'm like, you must be half hobbit, mate. Because he's just not, just not even affecting him. And then we, we get there and the vet's like wearing these super thick long trousers and these like knee length riding boots to protect herself against the lantana. <laughs> and Jamie's been riding like they've been riding through the scrub, you know, lantana bashing against his legs. Nah, just a pair of stubbies, no shoes. Oh, God. Uh, he's, he's classic. He's just a prototypical farmer. But I don't think farmers don't wear shoes. No, no, I think he's, he's just an old school, you know. What? Old school. Well, they've worn shoes for many, many years. Yeah. Quite a few generations now. Yeah. This is always, yeah. My dad never, wears, never wore shoes much. He was a bit the same. Really? Yeah, just, I don't know. My dad always wore shoes. God. Yeah. I suppose the... Victorian ones were a bit, bit softer, you reckon? No, no. I just think he... Because he... he he uh, was talking to him once about because he's got a little bit of earth moving business, and I said, "Oh, well, what do you what do you do? You have to go and um, you know, where they've got an OH and OHS officer, and it's like oh, I'll get someone else to do it." <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, lummy! So what else are you cooking, Matt? Little pies, spring rolls. Oh, little pies. Spring what's your rolls. what's your what's your wow one? What do you do? You bring out your best dish first. Or do you save your best dish till no. sort of one of the later slots? Oh, well, my, I get a lot of business through that pork hock salad that I'm doing yeah. with the pickle thing. But how, how do you, like, it's all finger food, isn't it? No sit-down stuff? No, yeah. So how do you present that pork hock salad? Oh, I'll get a little, I'll either make little baskets out of banana leaves or I'll pop it in a little, you know, one of those little bamboo cups. Or I quite, I'm quite fond of the Dixie cup at the moment. Yeah. And just like little, little yeah, uh, plastic fork. spoon or fork yeah. or something. I hate those wooden cutlery. Oh, yeah. That's a big thing now, though. Oh, they the, all love the it. recycle cutlery, yeah. Oh, but it's, it feels it's, awful. It's, it's like the paddle top stick in your mouth. Yeah. Oh, it's awful. They'll get better at it. Yeah. Like, I remember when those Looks cool. the, the recycle trays first came out and they looked terrible. And now they're, you know, yeah. quite firm and they look really nice, so... Yeah. So, no, I'd start off with, she wants to start off with a chicken sandwich, this lady. Chicken sandwich. Just right after a woman after my own heart, because I do love a chicken sandwich. Yeah, right. Like, just chicken, salt and pepper? Uh, Avocado? No. no, well, I made the mixture, and I do chicken, mayo, a bit of cream, of course, yeah. and uh, salt and pepper and some you, spring onions. Do you make the mayo, or is it just bottled mayo? Make the mayo. Yeah. And um, so she's having a chicken do, sandwich. Do you do like a garlicky mayo or just no. a no, too much for just a stock standard mayo? Next time I go to uh, that French, French place, I'll buy you a do you want a um, four kilo Dijon mustard? <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. just about out. Oh, Where water. do you get it from? Oh, there's a, a French guy in um. Uh, over near work, over my way somewhere, down near Lytton, yeah. and he imports um, uh, French ingredients, mostly baguette flour, yeah. for hotels. Ah. So he imports like these two types of proper flour and then proper French mustard and something wow. else. There's only like five or six things that he imports from France. So it's proper yeah. four kilo thing of Dijon mustard. It's never been in the fridge. It just sits on top of my oh, fridge. Excellent. And I'm like, oh, I never would have thought I'd go through four kilos of mustard in my life. But I tell you, you're just like, oh, this, this sauce could do with a bit of mustard. Well, every wow. sauce could do with a bit of mustard, really, yeah. let's face it. So, <gasps> yeah. So I'm almost out, so I'll hit him up and oh. get two. Yes, please. And it is, it is far better than any other mustard I've ever had. Dijon mustard I've ever had. Yeah. 
So, oh. I'm a, I do make a lot of holidays, and, and um, we had some fresh salmon the other night, and I made a little um, rocket hollandaise oh. to go with it, you know, something oh. bit, a bit sharp to cut the... Oh. <laughs> I just, I like doing something, something fresh, or something, something sort of homemade with every... You know, if it's just a sauce or a gravy mm. or something, just to... Just so you feel like put in. Yeah. It's like I feel, you know, earning my chops. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so. Actually, I'll tell you what is in your basket, I've just remembered, is I had done, I remember when I was doing your stuff, I had done a beautiful braised lamb with mash as one oh, of the fork foods. And so the re- leftover braised shoulder, yeah. I turned into a pie. Oh, yeah. Actually, I saw a really cool uh, in a butcher shop the other day. So he did, um, say like, same thing, broken down lamb basically. Yeah. Like shredded, and yeah. then he made a gravy, so it was had a bit of sauce and thick. And then he uh, he folded the folded it in half, the pastry square in half, mm. and sort of pleated the edge mm. now I've got to remember how he did it he turned it into like a little boat oh. and then I, oh that's right so he, and then he so he squashed it down with the um, with the seam along the top yeah and then sort of pulled all the edges up yeah and it came out like a little like a little sailboat and he sort of you know you could pick it up from the middle when you when you cooked it Jesus. and I actually said to him you know that would be brilliant because I'd do it if you're doing a catering job, you do it little ones, yeah. and you put a little bit of relish in where the like in the boat, yeah, and then right. you could sort of just. So I'm going to try that. Oh God, take a photo. Yeah, I should have. I should have. I was doing it, but butchers are a bit funny with stuff like that because then they, if you're repping, they think that you're, you're going to go and run and tell the next butcher. Yeah, you'll tell the next butcher. It's like no, no, I just want to do it for myself. Oh. I got in big trouble when I went to Sydney once, and I went round. I was um. I was just looking at butcher shops and just like for myself for all the cool ideas. Yeah. And I took some photos. Yeah. And uh, the guy that was taking me around wasn't. He'd gone off to take the order. Yeah. And the, and this the, the owner walked in and he thought I was just some random taking photos. Like obviously he thought I was another bloke starting a butcher shop in Sydney. Yeah. And he came. Mate, you should ask before you take photos. Oh, I'm from Queensland. I'm, I'm not even a butcher. I just work for this company. Oh, I don't care. Don't you take photos? Delete those photos off your phone. It's really upset. Gosh. Another guy wouldn't let me out the back of the shop. Yeah. Said to Frank, no, you make that guy go out and stand out the front of the shop. Don't want him out the back. And he was like a small goods guy. Yeah. I said to Frank, I said, what has he got like some 150-year-old Italian recipe that, you know, he doesn't want anyone else to know? And he said, no, he just uses the straight remix without any added ingredients. So it's the same, exactly the same stuff that anyone could make coming off the shelf. There's no, no secrets to it, but he was paranoid that someone would find out. Oh, jeez, I laughed. Not that he wasn't doing anything special. Oh, just that, like, the, yeah, he, he was, this guy was full on and, like, you know, was obviously, you know, a, a proper Italian family. And I'm like, oh, well, maybe he's got, like, you know, some yeah. family recipe handed down through the ages that he's trying to protect. You know, that might be fair enough. Frank's like, no, no, he's just using a, this straight premix. He's not even adding anything to it. So. Good grief. Mm. God. Well, that's an hour, so we should probably wind it up. Oh, we've been chatting for an hour. Yep. Oh, time flies, isn't yeah. it? So do you want to try and uh, get some stuff from our six listeners? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Any of our listeners want to work? So, Anyone's got a son or a daughter? Sal's chasing some catering stuff in Brisbane, so if you can, contact her on Twitter. <laughs> Taste Trekker. Taste Trekker. Yeah. Just random, you know, you can be a uni student. Yeah, don't need any skills. Just wants more work. Don't look, I'll teach you. You just gotta have half a brain, that's all I ask. So if you wanna learn how to cook from the master <laughs> It'll all be done by the time they get there. That's right. <laughs> Unless anyone can cook, so I need someone to help me cook too. And Big Vintage still open, what, five, six days a week? Yeah, still open, five days a week, online, bigvintage.com. Follow, follow me on Twitter for some cool photos. There's yeah. always cool photos. Well, when I remember. Yeah. Gosh. And Instagram, you put some up on Instagram too, don't you? 
Yeah, I do. When I remember. I do like 20 at once. <laughs> uh, and then I get like 20 new followers and then I don't give them anything for weeks. weeks. <laughs> and I've got nothing to plug because oh. I don't go out. Oh, won't be like that forever. No, no, they're getting, they're getting heaps better. Vanessa's actually having a she's having a, a whole night and day off in a couple of weeks, so that'll be exciting for her. She <laughs> might have a full, whole night's sleep, <laughs> have a few drinks and crash out for 12 hours. Yeah. yeah. Whoa, I'm going to bed. So. I doubt it. She'll be over excited. Mm. All right, I'll catch you next time, Sal. Excellent. Ciao. See you, Beto. We, we, we should rap about things that we like, like... Like food. That's what? You bugging ass death, you know it. We're gonna be like the Partridge family, but with food. You like food, don't you? Got any uh, white bread? Yes. Oh, wait. I am the spaghetti. Duval, you're not the spaghetti. I am the spaghetti. Let go of the lid. Just spaghetti in here. Is this organic? Sure. Is it grass-fed? Yes. Cruelty-free? What's so special about the cheese maker? The saying goes, you are what you eat, and I am freaking cheese. Now, where's the cheese? Australian Indian part of the way. Okay, how was it? Mm, I wouldn't kick it out of bed for eating crackers. How about corned beef, Mr. Taggart? I'd say you've had enough. Um,